0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's edition of the Ninth State Sports Show. My name is Joe Marcellina, and for the next half hour, we'll be talking some New Hampshire high school football. Uh, just a quick reminder that we record this show every Wednesday at 7 o'clock at Riverside Barbecue in downtown Nashua. You are certainly invited to be a part of the conversation, conversation by joining us at Riverside or by emailing any questions you want us to answer to nhhighschoolsports@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Every show will be available to listen to Thursday mornings at nh highschoolsports.com. Now, let's say hello to our guest for this week. Today, I am joined by Sal Hegan head football coach Mike Lockman. Hey, thanks
1: for having me. Yeah,
0: thanks for coming on down. No problem. Hopefully you made it down here okay. There looks it looks
1: very ominous outside today, but yeah, uh, the, you know we were at practice today and I was thinking to myself, am, am I going to have to call it because it was getting it was getting a very interesting sky, you know? Yeah, the wind winds picking up and it yeah. did everything but rain. I think. Yeah, uh, we've been pretty
0: fortunate though. I think like the last couple of weeks, I know it was a very hot summer. Uh, you feel like you've had a lot of time to work with these guys, kind of in the situations you want to. Yeah,
1: you know, it's actually a really good question because. You know, I think the first couple of weeks of a season, and I'm not talking about the preseason, but the the you know going into the games, in a lot of cases, unless you have a veteran team, you're still trying to figure out your identity and who's good at what and and and, and so on and so forth. So, um, it's still early on, but now we're going into week three, and I think we feel like we we know what our guys are good at and we have an identity figured out a little bit. So. It's actually a cool time of the season for coaching because I think now that you can hone in on, you know, what you know you're good at and what your kids can absorb, you, you start to be able to say, okay, good, we can carve out some of this other stuff that we weren't sure of and really get focused on who we are and what we do well. So,
0: yeah, we're, we're enjoying it yeah, right now. And, of course, had a, uh, a big week last week getting, getting the first win of the season against Trinity. You know, just um, what can you say about that game? You know, obviously you're opening a new field too. Um, so it was a big night for you guys.
1: Yeah, you know, I think, you know, I think the, the the coach speak thing to say would be you try not to think about any of that, and uh, you know, you're you're focused on the game. But um, I, I think that we really responded to the atmosphere, and our guys have been excited from the moment that the announcement was made that that um, the field was indeed a go. You know, for a while, I don't know how much you knew about that, but. Um, there was a donation made by uh, a local family, the Calvettis. In fact, um, Nick Calvetti was a player back in the 2008-2009 right. yep. time frame um, when Mike Beliveau was the coach. And then the town had to match the remainder, which was probably about an additional $400,000. Right. Um, and if they didn't do that by the, a certain time frame, we, were, we would not... Not they, have had the field. Right. Yeah. They yeah. would have no, they yeah. would have withdrawn the donation. So there was all kinds of efforts put in, in to... Uh, to raising the money and and being in position to have the field ready to go. So our guys were really excited that, you know, I mean, once the announcement was made, hey, we're going to have a beautiful new field. So I think there was a lot of build up to this game, Uh, the Trinity game. I think certainly the fact that we we lost to a really good team week one didn't hurt uh, in terms of how we came out in week two because um, you know better than anybody every single game counts there's no well it's early in the season you can recover i mean no you've got to win almost every no game. no more
0: bye weeks this year no. especially you know, it, literally you don't have a bye week you had, had a bye week the last couple of years right um so it's a new it's a, a turf field yeah um new goal posts yes too, finally yeah yeah <laughs> we always um, had that crooked the, one yeah, on the scoreboard yeah. side. Um, scoreboard's still the same, yep. right? Did they redo the track, too, or was that a couple... That was a couple years the ago. Track they, they the re- track was...
1: No, the track is brand new, too, but it, okay. it was in play for spring track last year, so okay. they did the track. It's 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 all but brand new. Y- yeah. 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 yeah.
0: How did it feel getting out there and, and just kind of walking around on? I mean, because that field... I I mean, it takes a beating in the fall, because they... I think Souhegan's one of the few schools that lets the soccer teams use the football field yeah you know it gets used uh for lacrosse in the spring so it gets a lot of work um i imagine you know by november or that last week of october it's looking pretty uh pretty rough you won't have to experience that and won't have to deal with that anymore
1: no you know we we went out on it um for our pregame run through on thursday night and got the feel for it you know Mm, we did it under the lights actually um I mean, it, it, it's gorgeous. They did such a good job on it. I, I got a little bit of an education on turf fields through this process, and apparently there's sort of a Richter scale of the safety of a surface that you play on, with uh-huh. 200 being like if you were playing on asphalt and <laughs> one if you were playing on a cloud. Yeah. And they, set, they told me that a brand new sod field, right? So put it brand new grass, gorgeous, is, is probably like a 130 on that scale. This field that we're playing on is like an 88. That's um, yeah, it's that's really, really nice. Good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that raised some excitement. They, they did a really nice job of uh, having sort of a dedication ceremony before the game. So it had kind of a, I guess like a homecoming atmosphere to right, it. And, uh, right. you know, I think any, any football team responds to that kind of buzz uh, and playing in front of the crowd. The student section was cranked up. So um, I'd be lying to say that I, I don't think the atmosphere certainly helped us i think yeah yeah it's kind of a nice way
0: to start the season too and against a team that you know you has been a bit of um you know a tough one for you guys um for everybody really and this i mean trinity trinity has had some success over the last couple years in division two of course with a new coach this year um rob cathcart coming over uh coach trinity this year um you guys i don't at least looking at the final score it seemed like you guys had a pretty good you know i don't want to say easy time with them but it was a what forty-five-seven final.
1: Yeah, the, the score was probably a little bit, yeah, uh, you know, not quite as indicative as as the game might have been. I, you know, I think it was it was probably eighteen nothing at half, yeah. and then and then if I'm not mistaken, they returned the opening kickoff of the second half to make it eighteen-seven. Yeah. So it, you know, for a while it was pretty touch and go, but um, we we kind of exploded in the second half. I think we were able to make some adjustments. They were doing some things that um, we hadn't anticipated. We're a bit of a younger team. Right. We're very junior right. heavy. Very, you know, we have a lot of talent, but we graduated so many guys that started last year that, as talented as that group was, a lot of those guys didn't see the field. So it takes us a little longer than I, you know, you might hope for to adjust to things. And yeah. I think once we adjusted, we were in good shape. But, um, it, but, but Trinity's going to surprise some people. Maybe they're still a, a, a big team. They're physical. Um, I think we were. I think we were lucky that we had a good second half. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, one guy I want to want to hear your thoughts about um, who had a gr- had probably one of the guys that had the be- a better game against John Stark that first week. Uh, Dante Salvo. Yeah. Who um, I remember him. I-, I feel like it was maybe against Hollis Brookline last year. He had a couple of touchdown runs. One was like an 80 yarder or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and then looking at the roster and seeing this kid's a sophomore last year thinking wow you know if he's you know getting into varsity game having that kind of success and sure enough he had what i think 180 yards that first week yeah. um and 121 a blo- yeah. last week this week so he's off to a, a, a great start
1: yeah I, I mean we knew coming in this year that what we had with dante um he's a great athlete um he's also uh, amazingly enough uh, our leading tackler on defense mm-hmm, right. which uh, is is a Pretty big credit to the type of athleticism yeah. he brings, but uh, we knew what we had with him coming back. Um, the big question was just how good really was he? Right? He, we, we the last couple of years we had some really physical running backs with Cameron Kinney and John Negerra and uh, Tyler Howard. So we had these bigger, yep. um, pounding guys that were also fast. They they were good athletes, but Dante is a little bit more of a slasher, um, and so. You know, almost like what I said to you when you opened the, the show with the question, I said, you know, it's, it's interesting because you you think you know what yeah, you have coming right, back, right. but you really have to see it in action for real. And, yeah, you have your scrimmages and your jamborees, but in a lot of cases, um, you know, that's still not the real deal. So we're very happy with what we've seen out of Dante because I think we knew he was be a good outside run threat. He's got a lot of speed, but um, a lot of his big gains have been between the tackles for us, which... Yeah. We're extremely happy about that because we don't want to get into a situation where they can shut off. You know, another team can shut off the outside and say, "Okay, we've How, taken What are you going to do now? Yeah, right, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that not knowing what, or you know, getting those scrimmages and the jamborees in and not really knowing. Because I did see, you know, did, seeing you guys in the jamboree, he really didn't. I mean, he had a great game defensively, I think, in that. But he didn't do as much on offense. And you know, I'm kind of wondering, oh, you know, is how's he going to be? You know, coming up next week, or is he going to be more of a defensive guy? Uh, You know, clearly
1: though, it's not been—he's been uh, maybe everything that you thought he was going to be. Yeah, he's exceeded expectations so far. I mean, the the thing I think that, besides the physical traits that he has, where he's—he's just a good athlete. He does have really good body control and coordination. um, But for a guy who he just started playing football his eighth grade year, and you would think in some ways that might be. A detriment, yeah. right? That he doesn't right. have a ton of experience and, and you're having to teach him from scratch. But the reality of it is he, he's a pretty smart football player and I think almost like his lack of experience has sort of worked to his advantage. He doesn't come in with any sort of preconceived notions or different habits. It's, and he, he is able to absorb what we're teaching yeah. him about the game and, and he goes out, he executes really well. He, he loves the game, so... Yeah, it's funny
0: how that works sometimes that you you know, you know, never know what you're going to get and then someone with no, with very little experience you look at it and say oh maybe that benefits him it's so you never just never know sometimes no. with some certain kids um you know on, a, on the whole how do you feel like you guys um progressed from that week one game to last week because you know i guess it's maybe a little cliche but you know sometimes you can say that that's the biggest maybe jump you're going to make all year is from that week one game we're okay now we finally have a f- we have a foundation we know what we kind of look like to that week two game yeah you
1: know i guess reflecting on it the uh it, it, we've, we've made a lot of good leaps this year so far I mean I go all the way back to the Bedford the very first scrimmage we had was against Bedford on August 20th and, and you know that was as you might expect it to be a bit of a bloodbath right. in, in their favor <laughs> yeah. um, I and mean, they're a good football team and, and we were we were very young coming yep. into that but you know we were able to sit down with those guys look at the film talk to them about hey this is why this went wrong right yes that's a good team but we were out of position a little bit here We you know we didn't have good leverage on this or whatever it might be that you you know the things that you point out in film and on the practice field and the way that the team that we have this year responds to that kind of stuff is, is really quite good so coming out of the Stark game I think we were able to pinpoint if, uh, uh, you know and Stark was good I mean, there's no question about it. that you know yeah. A lot of people looked at some of the preseason predictions yeah. and said, oh, oh yeah. how can you think about Stark as, yeah. a, as a contender when they haven't done I, anything? Yeah, they're good. That's right? exactly <laughs> what I said. What, how right. do you, they,
0: they've, you know, a program that's never been in a playoff game, it's tough to predict how they're going to react to those situations. Right, but they were but. good.
1: But, but I think the best thing that you can get out of a situation like that when you lose a week one game to a really good opponent is if your team is mature enough to look at what went wrong and, and the inflection points in that game and say, okay, got it, coach. Right? We we understand why we have to improve on those couple few things. Yeah. And you know, there's really two types of teams. There's teams that won't do it and there's the teams that will look at that and say, yup, got it. And our guys responded with the yup, got it kind of kind of attitude yeah. and uh, and they really took that following week of practice seriously. So it, it was a huge deal for us and it it makes the loss you never want to lose a game, but it makes the loss yeah. worth you know something know you. have you. gotten
0: you've gotten past it. It's not going to linger, I guess, and, 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 you know, you never know things like that snowball. Uh, of course, it doesn't, as, as we've talked uh, a couple times, I think, already this season, it doesn't get any easy for you guys no. in the next three weeks. You, you've got really the, the meat of your schedule the next three weeks yeah. here. Yeah, we're um, neck deep in it. Yeah, going to St. Thomas this Saturday, um, then hosting Wyndham the following week. And then what's always, at least, or at least in the last, I don't know, I'd say probably four or five years, has been a back and forth game, you know, with Milford. Yep. Um, and I imagine that one. I mean, it's maybe it's good that you've got Wyndham the week before because he doesn't give your kids an opportunity to, like, let's say you were playing, you know, uh, one of the weaker teams that week before, you get kids looking past to, yeah, to what I'm sure they're they're looking at as. Uh, both those games, you know, having those were your two losses last year was right. was Wyndham and Milford. And Milford in the in the um, quarter final, right. Yeah. Just uh how do you make it through or, or what do you do in that kind of strat I mean like you said, you don't wanna you don't wanna lose games, but do you almost feel like if you do you just wanna you just wanna play well. Kind of if we're gonna if we have to drop a game I wanna be able to look at it and say, Okay, well we we played well though.
1: Yeah. There is a very good chance, and it's still very early, that, that uh, you know, we've already played Stark, who I think is one of the best teams in Division Two, probably, right? I mean, yep. there's still a lot of yeah. football to be played, but there's a very good chance that we're about to go into a stretch where we're facing the other three best football teams right. in, in yeah. Division Two. Yeah. right? I mean, I I don't know that I'm, I would be quite ready to call us in that category yet, just because we are young and we're still learning and, and coming along, but... Um, as much as it sounds like a cliche, I absolutely mean it when I say that the only way that I know how to deal with that is that you have to take it game to game. So our total focus right now is on, you know, we're going to the defending state champions house and we have to play them in a game that we have to win. Yeah. That's the way yeah. we lo- we're looking at it right now is we have to win that game. And, you know, and, 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 and I think what you do is you you hope that the guys... With a front-loaded schedule like we have you hope that your guys grow up fast regardless of the experience that they have whether it's a win or a loss right that they the speed that they're playing against out there and the physicality with these teams they learn lessons greater than what you're going to be able to show them in practice Mm. and i think that's what you have to hope for is that win or lose against the quality of the opponents we have over the next three weeks that it helps the team mature and grow up much faster than it would have if they were spaced out.
0: Yeah, or if they were just opening. The, if your your schedule was reversed, right? You know, if you had the easier part of the schedule early, you know, maybe they have some success and it goes in the wrong direction. They get cocky or right. you know, overconfident. Right. Uh, That's exactly. And then you never know what's going to happen. You know, then you end up, you know losing a bunch of games and ended up out, out on the outside looking in right. kind of situation
1: yeah uh, so you you have to look at it you know when we saw the schedule the, the thing that made me feel really good about my team from the get-go was when our kids saw the schedule there was a bunch of nodding and sort of smiling and okay you know you know one kid even said i guess we're gonna find out what we're made of really early on aren't we <laughs> and, and so that's good. Yeah, right? yeah that's what that you kind want. of response yeah. as opposed to kids saying like, "Holy God, we're gonna have to go through that gauntlet," you know. So, yeah, yeah. so I, I like that. That's part of what makes it fun.
0: Yeah, that's uh, you. You like hearing those things too about kids. You know, you, you sometimes you don't know how much do, are they aware of. Uh, you know, their what teams are coming up on their schedules. You know, going being out at. Um, I was at a Wyndham and Milford game on on Saturday. I was there too. And yeah. um, you know, talking to the kids afterwards. Um, Pete Terrier from uh ESPN New Hampshire was also um there too talking to them about their game coming up this week against um Hillsborough, during Hopkinton. Yeah. And they were you know, he said that and some of them looked at him like, Who? That's what? the team we have, wait, right? we have wait, wait, what is it? <laughs> we haven't even looked at yeah, yeah, yet. Like, yeah, yeah. Like what what is his what is it? And I'm yep. trying you know, trying to explain to him. Well it's a co op team, it's new this year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Kinda you know,
1: who by the way the, I've heard is pretty good.
0: I yeah, I I, no, I know they um, they lost a big uh, by a lot to Bo last week. Yeah, but looks like Bo is going to be you know, was potentially a good, good team. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah mo- despite moving up, you know, from Division Three. Yeah, um, yeah. You look at you know I I pulled up this, the standings over here, um, and you look at the south you know the South Conference there that you guys are in, uh, which is now an eleven team conference. which yep. –
1: yeah, I know. <laughs> There's a, yeah, a lot you could say about that, but if you you know, I'm looking
0: at it and and yeah, Wyndham's at two and zero, and St. Thomas is at two and zero. I I, I kind of put a little bit of a question mark on them because, you know, they played Sanborn, they played Pelham, two teams that are zero and two, and it took them a while to get going. I think in both of those games, so yeah, they're two and zero, and then you've got yourselves, Milford, Conval, you know, as we were just saying, Hillsborough, Deering, Hopkinton, and Hollis Brookline and Trinity, all at one and one. Right. I mean, this, you know, depending on how it breaks down in the north, you could end up with, like, a playoff team that's, you know, five and four getting right. in. Um, kind of interesting that, that, that it shapes up that way, I think.
1: Yeah. You know, it's kind of like you guys have said in the past. I, I listened to you talking to Roger Brown mm-hmm. um, a couple of weeks ago, and it was, I you know, I agree with most of what you guys said, right? It was, it's not perfect the way they're running it right now, but it's, 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 it's better. it's better. It's better than, than, than has it has been, and, yeah. and um, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, I think as a as a coach or even as a player, you you're gonna do whatever you, you're gonna do whatever they tell you is what you're gonna do. But we certainly, I think, are aware that uh, you know, it it, it creates some urgency when you look at the content of your conference and you say there's a lot of quality in this conference, and you don't want to be on the outside looking in because you had one misstep somewhere right. during the yep. season. So. I like that. I, I think it it causes you to really look at every game and say if, if if there's a misstep here, we're gonna have a problem at the end of the year. It, it creates urgency every week. which I think makes it fun
0: for for my end of it, you know, as someone who really doesn't have a a horse in the race kind of. Th- I mean, of, of course, there are teams that I'd enjoy covering. Um, like to see you guys have success, you know, I just want to see good football games. Right. I don't want to go see a, a mercy rule game, um, and it feels like this year, especially, that there's going to be more of those. Like that, there are going to be more competitive. You know, when I look at, you know, I was fortunate that first week to go get that Merrimack Bedford game that was close. Your game was close up until it, you know I know Stark scored a couple of touchdowns late. Yeah, but it was a close game going. Into, it was a one score game yeah, going into the fourth quarter. It, it was quarter. a good
1: competitive. You game. know.
0: I th- that's you know that's what I love to see happen is those games where, you know, I remember thinking in the fourth quarter of that Merrimack Bedford game, I was like, man, this has to end at some point. Like you don't want it to. You don't right. want that game to end because it was, it was just so entertaining. And um, I, I don't think you 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 know in the the past formats, um, specifically the six divisions, you didn't get that week to week. You could sit down beginning of the year and say, this team's going. You know. Um, Division one Pinkerton's gonna be there. Division two BG's gonna and right. probably Exeter when they were there. Yep. Division three Sauhegan was gonna be there. And Plymouth if they you know, when they were still in. Yeah. This is more fun, I think.
1: It, it really is. It, it, and you're exactly right. As coaches, you know, we all love to say, Oh, we don't look at that stuff, but in the old format, you you knew who the top two, yeah. three and sometimes even four teams were going to be and you would have to do something really special to crack into that. Um, I I think the new format does a good job of, um, you know, keeping it mixed up and keeping it competitive and, uh, you know, and and not being same old, same old, not just for the the fans, but for the the players and the coaches. You you really do feel coming in every year like it's a new um, landscape and and that depending on what happens, you know, you you can find yourself in a different position.
0: Yeah, you get, I think, too – and I've had conversations with kids about this over the years. The last couple of years, you're playing teams. Y- yes, you get you the same maybe four or five teams that you play every year, uh, especially in Division One, with the con- the way their conferences yeah. are lined up. But you're also getting you know half your teams are unknowns. Right. You know maybe it's like a. Um, I know coming up, I was what a game I was thinking about for later this year. Portsmouth is playing BG this year. When was the last time they played each other? Right. You got to go back. T- probably like 10 or 11 years right for a game like and it's just that stuff is
1: it's interesting yeah Yeah. well even this week the the uh Hegan st St. thomas Thomas. when was the last time that that
0: have they played each other it's an
1: interesting question espn boston is apparently covering the game really yeah and the guy sent me an email and said hey we're looking forward to covering you by the way just looking for an interesting fact when was the last time Hegan played St. Thomas or is it a first meeting and I was like Well it <laughs> I really have know. no I, idea yeah. Did you call I, I, did you
0: ask Mike about I, I'm, uh, I think I'm gonna have yeah? to uh, yeah in
1: order to get the answer because I, I don't know no I'm idea. sure they yeah. must have played against each other at some point
0: probably I would guess early mid 90s around yeah. the time that Sauhegan opened. yeah um, other than that I can't imagine St. Thomas being in Division 3 right yeah. Um but that is something else I wanted to transition into is just you know coaching at South Egan um, you know, you hear a lot. You don't want to be the guy that follows the guy, um, and here you are, the guy that followed the guy. Right. Um, and, and of course, we're talking about um, Mike Bellevue. Yep. A longtime coach at Sauhegan. Uh, what won? What four championships? Went to ten of them. Um, but here you guys are now. You're in your fourth year. You guys have been a playoff team last year, year before. You were in, in contention. Um, how do you feel like you guys have been able to kind of? It really feels like you've been able to craft your success in your own way. You didn't come in and just p- implement his system. You guys started over again. Yeah. Um, how were you able to do that, and why do you think it's been successful?
1: You know, that's a really good question. I don't know that I've really reflected on it n- until just now. You know, we've been so busy <laughs> trying to yeah, do what yeah, you said that yeah. you, you you don't have a lot of opportunity to look back at it. I Maybe there's a couple things. I think one was that when I first took over... Um, It really was an inflection point i think for the program regardless of of whether coach bellevue had stayed or whether he had left i think there was a there was a big turnover of um of of experience and 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 talent at that point and there were a different type of player i think in the in the feeder system that was coming through so in a way that was that was helpful in a very natural way i think because I think the the guys that we had coming in knew that they were a different type of player um, than than sort of the the athletes that had been featured um, when Mike was the coach and and so that made it a little easier but um, there was nothing easy about it you know that oh, it, yeah. it's a challenging yeah. situation You're, you, you' I'd love to to lie and say oh it, you know you don't think about that but um, you know I was nervous as heck coming in there to, to do that and, and, and maybe even to the point of being a little self-conscious about well, who am I to have the keys <laughs> to the <laughs> right, to the yeah, to the car yeah. on this deal, yeah. but um, I think maybe the way that th- The best way to, to, to describe it is we 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 hit it head-on in a very honest And sort of open fashion with the kids as as we were coming aboard to say hey It is gonna be different and that is absolutely no disrespect to anything that came before um, I'm very familiar with what came before I've coached mm-hmm. against Sauhegan yeah. for you know the last 15 years but I need to coach and do what I know and I believe in or I'm I'm not doing the best for all of you. And, right. and I think fortunately the guys nodded and said, Yep, that makes you know that makes logical sense. I might miss some of the other stuff or or, or what have you. But um, and, and and you know, kids are kids. I think they just wanna play football, you know. So <laughs> at the end of the day you might have a little bit of that that, that, that hangs over for a little while, but um, But now it's, it's, it's not even really a factor. And, uh, and and again, I'm talking more about myself now and my own sort of feelings. and, And even if you would go so far as say insecurities about doing something like that. Um, but now I'm very comfortable with it. Uh, our guys are, are, um, bought into what we're doing and they're excited about it. We had a great off season this past year, uh, in terms of just the numbers of people we had participating. So, I think it just comes down to, the, to you have to be honest about who you are and what you believe in and what you think that you can teach the best. What, what, what can I give to my team that's going to put them in the best position to win? Yeah. And, and I'm, a, I'm a pretty straightforward dude, um, and, and I think I, I really focused on that aspect of it to say, hey, this is what I know how to do, and this is how I know how to do it. If I try to be somebody else or do something like somebody else it's not gonna,
0: um, you're not you're, you're it's not gonna work and you're not doing yourself right you know, right I'm shortchanging yeah. you guys yeah. as
1: players in the yeah. program because my heart really isn't there or my knowledge right. isn't really there so um, but it wasn't easy it yeah. wasn't easy it, it, not to say it wasn't fun because it sure <laughs> is fun doing yeah. this but uh, but it wasn't easy there are times where you you have moments of doubt where you say yeah, you know is this is this right am I doing the right thing here and uh, it, it's it's nice that we've been able to to have some success, the last couple of years in increasing, you know, take a, increasing kind of take a fashion.
0: step every year, yeah, right, kind of, right. yeah, um, yeah. You're right. You mentioned that. I mean, that that kind of when you did come in four years ago, it was kind of at a point where I mean, you. I think we joked about it then. Was you had one and a half starters. One and a half starters back, came back, um, right. <laughs> um, and and it and it probably helped too that that one starter could be your focal point on offense was a running back, right? Uh, Drew Prescott. Yep. Um, you could kind of put in you had the kid to fit if it had been um you know let's say Tyler Ford was still around for another year you know of course you probably could have moved him to running back right. and, and, and been okay yeah uh, he seemed to be the kind of guy who could play anywhere yeah
1: um yeah okay. yeah so it, it it worked out in such a way that um although although difficult you know that first year when you you know when you, I think we won two games that year um and, and, God, the first game of the season, we got obliterated by a very good man team, and uh, you can come out of there as a new coach with a lot of doubt in yourself and, and what you're doing. But, God, we came out the next week, and we lost to Hanover by, in the last three seconds of the game, and then we almost beat Wyndham. The following week, right. they, they put yeah. a, a, a late score in with 40 seconds left in the and game. And you
0: guys had a shot. I remember, yeah, th- you were throwing into the wind. I think that yeah. that crazy wind, like down yep. a, down on the hill by the hill, um, that
1: one corner. Yeah, we got the ball yeah. back with about 20 seconds left, and oh my God, what are we gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but but as heartbreaking as those losses were that first year, coming on the heels of a of a bloodbath against Menadnock, y- you know we felt really good. I mean, obviously we didn't want to lose in such a heartbreaking fashion two weeks in a row, but to say, wow, to recover after getting, getting just bludgeoned over in, in, um, in Swansea to a point where we had two games in a row against pretty good opponents where we were in it. um, That was sort of the beginning of building some confidence and okay, you know, this isn't so tough to be, you know, taking that (laughs) progression
0: from week one to week two that we were talking about. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, going to wrap things up i guess uh again thank you to mike lockman for joining me uh making the drive out here from from uh, amherst to nashua no problem um and good luck this weekend making that trip out to uh to dover they yeah.
1: st thomas plays in dover they do i yeah. you know
0: they've moved around a couple times i
1: haven't been out there since 1997 so it'll be more, more recent than i've me. been out there i have not <laughs> made that
0: trip yet yep uh one place i haven't seen a game yet yep um, just a uh, quick look at what we're going to have coming up on the site in the next couple days. Um, over the next two days we'll take a look at uh, the games that are going on this weekend, plus a few stories on uh, the, a pair of running backs from Salem who are ki- uh, continuing family traditions. And also a look at Timberlane's uh, Jacob Post. Uh, we'll be covering the Salem at Pinkerton and Merrimack at Manchester Central games on Friday, along with Timberlane at Goffstown on Saturday. And coming up on Mondays, our volleyball game of the week: uh, Wyndham at Milford. Uh, again for Coach Lockman, this is Joe Marchalina Thanks a lot for listening to this week's edition of the Ninth State Sports Show.